Good afternoon. It has been a while since I've done one of these. It is the 23rd of December, two days before Christmas, and it's just about 1.30 right now. I wanted to do a podcast on Christmas, about Christmas, about more specifically about the gift-giving, gift-purchasing aspect of of the holiday season of, of Christmas because my opinion on the situation has evolved a little bit throughout time. I guess when I was a little kid, my only opinion of it was, cool, it's that time of year where I get gifts. And my grandmother, one of them, would send me $40 on my birthday and Christmas. And so that was always really, really cool because I could buy stuff with that. My parents for a while kind of controlled what I could buy, uh, letting, you know, being making me really think about what I wanted to get and my dad said that money always burned a hole in my pocket and I just wanted something and I'd buy it and that has had been true and to a degree still is true but I'm much more aware of it now and I am am much better with money now than ever before I wouldn't say I'm great with money right now and knowing that helps me battle my tendencies which is why whenever the, the lottery gets really big and people are talking about what they're going to do with the money, I always say that I wouldn't change anything in my life drastically. I would keep my job. I would stay where I was living. I wouldn't do anything different other than talk to some financial advisors, including my dad, who, who he isn't a financial advisor, but he's been on the planet for almost 70 years, so he knows a few things about how to save money. He's doing pretty well for himself and get a, a team of people, lawyers, whatever, to help me figure out what to do with this however many millions of dollars, if I ever want it, but I have to play the lottery and I have done that once ever, so I don't think I'm in the running to win anytime soon. Um, I was gonna buy a ticket the last time it went over a billion dollars and completely forgot about it, that's how much I care. Uh, that all said, my opinion as time went on about Christmas evolved into one of I guess I was still happy to get gifts if somebody bought them for me, but it was sort of, why are you doing this? Because sometimes it would be a roommate or a coworker, and they'd just be getting me something that was just like kind of just because, like, oh, here's a box of slightly better than regular chocolates, you know, some, maybe something kind of local made. It's $10 for a box. And I'm like, it's like okay, thanks. I don't, I don't really need this, nor did I even really want it. I, I like chocolate, but whatever, you know, there's not a whole lot of thought in, put into it. The kind of gifts that really mean a lot to me are the ones that somebody has thought about. My, my wife has made me things, that, that, that always stands out. For my birthday, she makes me a really nice sandwich. That, that is something I like way more than any thing that somebody might get me. I don't, I don't even know what it would be. Like, oh, look, I got you a new camera. Oh, neat, I, I don't need a new camera. It, great. Uh, a friend of my wife recently made both her and I these kind of, I don't know what to call them, they're sort of like scarf neck guard hood things, and they're knitted. And I like that way more than somebody going out and just buying me like a, I don't know, I'm looking at these Sony speakers. If somebody's like, oh, I went to Best Buy and I got this thing, Black Friday special. And I go, okay, thank you. Why? Why? I mean, I just, you know, you like listening to music and speakers are, you know, good for listening to music, so... (laughs) Okay. Um, 
for the past, I'd say three, maybe more years now, my family, not including my dad, all my siblings, myself and my siblings, and my uh, my next brother down, his wife, and and my wife, have kind of agreed to a policy of no gifts for Christmas or 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 birthday. That isn't to say that you can't. It's just we're not going to feel obligated. We're not going to go out and like, oh, what do I got to get? What do, I get, what do I need to get Dan this year? Oh, and his wife. And oh, okay, I get, well, they've got a couple dogs. So, you know, I guess you got, that's kind of like their kids. So I guess we should get the, the, the dog something, which my wife and I did one year. It was, I don't know, three or four ago, whenever it was before we started to stop doing this. Now our policy is if you see something, doesn't matter what time of year it is, and it just strikes you as, oh, Jeff would really like that. Then go ahead and get it for him if you want to, and you've got the money. You know, don't don't ever put yourself out of, put yourself in a bad position financially. But if you see something like one time I was at Goodwill, and there was this shirt that had three moose on it, and there's this inside joke between my my. If you ever if you look up moose soup on YouTube, it's a funny video, and so we were quoting that and having a good laugh about it for quite a while. And so I saw this shirt that had three moose on it. it said something like come to Alaska, see the moose, or I don't know, something like that. So I thought, oh, that's funny. The shirt was a dollar, and it ended up costing me $6 and some odd change to send it to him. But that $7, 8 bucks, was worth it to me. And I don't know if he wears it. I have no idea, but just that that that, that was worth it. And it wasn't for anything. It was just, this is funny. I'm going to send it to you. Haha, ha, you know, we have a laugh about it. Um. But I wrote something just the other day in a book I'm working on that made me kind of rethink Christmas. And I've, I've talked about Santa Claus a little bit in some of my other podcasts, but not in relation to Christmas so much more in relation to talking about what the word real means. And I've made the argument that Santa Claus is more real than I am. And so I'm going to go, well, come on, give me a break. Santa Claus isn't even real. Okay, well... I don't really want to get into this during this podcast because it's too complicated, but I would say he is more real than I am. A hell of a lot more people know about Santa Claus than they know about Dell. Santa Claus is in Wikipedia. He has He's in hundreds of books. He's known to pretty much any child. I'd say the va- I'd say I, I would dare say that 90% of the people in the the northern, North America, United States of America, know who Santa Claus is. And I would say that is spread out to most of the Western world. A, a, a bare minimum of, of 50% for sure. I would bet 100 bucks on that, for, and I'm pretty sure I'd win that, which is why I would bet it. Um, there's pictures of him in any Walmart that you go to, any Target, all over the... I mean, just, he's everywhere. There's, there's people that pretend to be Santa Claus. There are people giving gifts in the name of Santa Claus. And it's not even restricted to children. My wife got a gift from a co-worker, but it said, from Santa. I mean, people do things in the name of Santa every single year. I, probably Santa gets mentioned somewhere once a day. I, I, yeah, I, I would, I'm confident in saying that Santa gets, gets mentioned in some form or fashion once a day every single day of the year. Dell doesn't get mentioned that well. I suppose he, he does. You know, if I'm talking about my wife and my brothers, it, okay, yeah, but not nearly as much. So the collective consciousness that is aware of Santa Claus, Santa Claus is a much bigger entity than Dell is. So on a certain level, Santa Claus is way more real. But that's only if 
there are people to think about and keep Santa Claus alive. Neil Gaiman wrote a book called American Gods, and the whole idea of that book is that the new gods are taking over, the gods of money, technology, advertising, various other ones, and the old gods, that the Norse mythology, Loki and, and Thor and some of these old Egyptian gods, they're getting forgotten about, so they're getting weak and they're, they're dying away because people are forgetting about them, and they only exist if people remember them. That, that's how they maintain their sustenance. And I've heard people make the argument that right now some of the Marvel superheroes are our gods. And I, depending on how you look at it, they're absolutely right. I mean, we go by the millions. These movies that Marvel puts out make billions upon billions of dollars. Uh, I, I don't know how much the late, latest Avengers movie. And people care a lot about what's happening with these characters. I mean... I don't know if they care to the point where they'd give their life to it, but sometimes people on their dying their, their dying wishes. I've I've heard stories the last couple of Star Wars movies and, and Avengers movies. You know, people that are that have cancer. Their one of their wishes is to see the movie. Can I see it early? I I'm, I probably am not going to make it till the end of the month, and the movie doesn't come out for another two. It's all finished filming. You know, it's 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 done. Can I see it, please? And so they have a special screening sometimes, I and mean, the actors show that show up and, and watch it with them, and then. They probably have to sign some sort of non-disclosure agreement, I'd assume. But like, yeah, I'm probably going to be gone here in a month, so you don't have to worry about this for too long. That all aside, how does this affect, what does this have to do with my view on Christmas? Well, going back to what I said about what I wrote is I realized Christmas only exists as long as there are people to make it exist. And then I thought, is that something worth keeping around? And I thought, yeah, I think it is. I think, by and large, Christmas is a good thing. And it's very easy to be cynical and go, yeah, but it's it's Walmart making all this money and Black Friday and it's consumerism at its worst and it just it's materialistic and, and the sweatshops have to work this and the postal workers and the UPS, they're out there until this time at night. That's all true. And it's really easy to see that. I mean, there are 14-year-olds that are decrying Christmas because of those things. And if a 14-year-old can think it up, then it probably isn't that complicated. And that's not a, a slight to 14-year-olds. It's just saying that there aren't a whole lot of 14-year-olds out there that have really big, interesting, whoa, mind-shattering, consciousness-altering ideas. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying it's not a regular occurrence. Aldous Huxley, one of the most brilliant minds that I'm aware of in the past hundred years, was not 14, year old, 14 years old when he was writing some of his best stuff. He was in his 30s and 40s and 50s, and later on, Doors of Perception was wrote, written when he was in his 60s, I believe. You have to be around a little while longer to have a better understanding of the world you're in. When you've been on the planet for 14 years, you don't know as much as somebody that's been on the planet for 30 years or 50 years or 80 years, assuming that person that's those later ages in life has done a number of things in their life. There could be some examples, yes, where there is an 80-year-old that has done almost nothing with their life except sit in a single room and, I don't know, eat crackers and cheese and drink water and that's all they've done I, i'm not sure how that would work but i imagine that might be the case for somebody out there maybe some some sort of monk that has done nothing and they haven't even read anything they, they just they, they just work in the garden 
Well, okay, okay, maybe. But that's not the typical life path of people that have made it to 80 years old, 80 years of age. So bringing this back around to how this has anything to do with my views of Christmas, I certainly don't think that just going out and mindlessly buying gifts for people that you work with or that you happen to know but really don't know all that well, they're just acquaintances. Like a good example would be my brother's wife, my sister-in-law. I know her, I've met her, I was at my brother's wedding. I, I hear him talk about her and what she does and the kind of work that she's into, but I don't, I don't know her. I, I know of her more than I know her. I've spoken to her less times than I have fingers on one hand, I think, maybe about that many times. I guess there's been a couple times where we're in a, a video chat with each other, Google Hangouts or something, and she'll be there and she's like, oh, hi, Del, and oh, hi, Melissa, how's it going? But other than that, it, I, I, don't, I don't know her like I know my brothers. I mean, heck, the, the coworker that I have that I've been worked with for about a month, month and a half now, I know better than I know her, and that's not even saying all that much because I barely know my coworker. And I, I wouldn't go out and buy my coworker a gift. Oh, you're a person, so you must like a gift card to Starbucks. I'm going to get you a, a $10 gift card to Starbucks so you can go buy yourself two and a half drinks. I mean, what? It's just, it, it, that, that's silly. And I, and I do not condone that kind of gift purchasing. And I hear people saying, oh, I got to go do my Christmas shopping. Okay, what does that mean? You have to. All right. But in the case of my wife or my brothers, if something does stand out to me, I, I don't see any harm in buying that thing for them and using the time of year as a, I don't know, a catalyst, a funnel to purchase them that thing. If, if the Christmas season gets you in the, the generous giving mood and you have the money to afford it and you know, you, you feel, you feel like, I, I don't, Yes, you could say, well, you're just doing it because it's Christmas and, and the, the marketing and the, they're conditioning you. Yeah, yeah, okay, again, that's the 14-year-old, 20-year-old cynical viewpoint that's looking at it, and, and so be it. But that's like saying, you know, you're just eating breakfast because that's the best time, that's, you know, after you've slept for eight hours and your body hasn't had anything to eat, it's hungry, and so you're just eating because that's when other people eat in the morning. Why don't you just wait until 11 o'clock and just go against the system, man? You just sound like a, I don't know, like, like a stereotypical punk rocker that just wants to do things to go against the system because just for that reason and, and no real good reason. No, the good reason, they might say, is that you're you're fighting against the regime. You're, you're, not, you're not giving in to what the man wants you to do. Now, I don't think the man really cares what I do. I really don't. I, I, I think the man, whoever the heck the man is, is just trying to make another dollar another day. And if he gets it during Christmas, great. If he gets it some other point in the year, fine. I don't think he cares when he gets it. Whoever this man is, the owner of Best Buy, the, the head of whatever, the, the CEOs and the big yuppity yups, it, it doesn't matter to their bottom line. It's just, it, money is money. Oh, I got an extra $10,000 during this day and a little bit less that day? Well, whatever. It's okay. I made lots of money. Hooray, hooray. So, 
This is all to say, if you're buying gifts mindlessly, don't do that. And if you're not buying gifts, as, as in you're actively opposed to buying gifts, again, mindlessly, don't do that either. Don't do something just because you saw a YouTube video that says, do you know how much extra packaging is wasted every Christmas season? Then be mindful about what you're getting. Be mindful about who you're getting it for. Get things that actually matter and that actually make sense for the people that you want to get. I would advise don't buy gift cards for anyone ever. Buy something or make them something or bake them something or cook them something or or spend some time with them. Do something along those lines. Maybe if it's it's your significant other and you're thinking, you know, I, they don't need anything. Well, you can still give them something. You could write a little... I think everybody or a lot of people have given a, a, a coupon book to somebody that they cared for, a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a brother or sister. You know, I'll, I'll do your chores for, for this one day or I'll clean the bathroom one time for you or I'll whatever. That was one of the first gifts that I gave my, not at the time wife, but now is wife, a, a coupon book. And I don't think she redeemed any of those coupons ever. Uh, one of them was for a free cereal box of cereal. I, was, I thought that was funny. There's a bunch of other things, you know, massage, uh, walk around the lake with you, whatever, things like that. And then one of them was any box of cereal. And, but she, she, I, I thought that was funny because I knew that if I had gotten that, I would have redeemed that pretty quick, probably for, for Chris Bix, which is probably what she would have redeemed it for as well. Um, so, so think about your gifts. Think about why you're getting them. Think about what, what, what it's for. I mean, if you've heard somebody say, You've got a coworker, and they go, and you know that they really like Starbucks. Then, then that does maybe make sense to get them the gift card or a mug. It, pay attention. Pay attention to who you're getting the gifts for. Don't just be out and about and running around going, oh, "Okay, I've, let's see. I've got so and so at work, and I've got Bob and Jenny." Oh, and, and where do you draw the line with that? Why aren't you buying? Grow, gifts for the, the person that checks out your groceries. Why aren't you buying gifts? Well, I don't know them as well. Like, well, how well do you need to know somebody? What, what's, where's the line there? Is it just everybody that you interact with on a daily basis or on a regular basis? Oh, all my coworkers, why? How well do you know them? I don't think I've ever bought a coworker gift other than a secret Santa thing that I signed up for. So there, there I did that once, um, which I, I don't even remember who it was or what I got them. Those can be kind of fun. But again, those Secret Santa just seems like, I don't know, they, I guess they can be kind of fun. But it almost seems like an excuse of, I don't know what to think, I don't know what who to get something for, and, and I'd rather not think about it, so I'm just going to have this Secret Santa. I, I don't know. It's like those trees that you see hanging out at, at grocery stores sometimes, and it's for Big Brother Big Sister, and it says, you know, boy, 14 years old, books and gift cards or something, girl... 12 years old, dolls and socks or something like that. They, they write a couple things down that they want. They, th those things just make me sad. That's just depressing. My parents did that one time. We bought some gifts for this family and then went to their house and they were they seemed really poor. This was in Arizona and we brought them over there and gave them to the kids and we hung out there and then we left. It was sort of like, oh, yay, some strangers from a church somewhere came and got us some things off of a list that we had signed up for. It's just kind of weird. I mean, how much does that mean to them? 
I, I don't know. Maybe that really cheered them up. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess my point to this whole thing is don't do things just because somebody somewhere said that you shouldn't or should. Do it because you've actually sat down or went on a walk and talked about it and thought it out. If you're not buying gifts because you just don't want to give in to the the corporate system, whatever the heck that means, think about what that actually means to you. Really think that out. And if you are buying gifts just because that's what everybody else is doing, don't do that either. Mindlessly following any sort of pattern just because doesn't make a lot of sense. And you might say, well, you just said that buying gifts for Christmas is might be worth doing. Well, Again, yes, it might be worth doing if you're thinking about why you're doing it. All I'm saying is that if you take every, if, if you remove the celebration of Christmas, you go to extreme, you just completely cut that out of a year. Let's just say just never again is it celebrated. All of the ornaments, everything Christmas related is just gone. Somehow somebody snaps their fingers, but ah, magic style, it's all gone. Just poof. It's not on any calendars ever again. And people just remember that as a thing that, that we once did. And now we just don't. I, I feel like if, if you can try and put your mind into that situation, I don't know. That That's not a – it seems kind of depressing to me. Just well, what do we do in December? We just go from Thanksgiving and December is just uh, one additional cold month and there's nothing. There's no Christmas music. There's no eggnog. There's no candy canes. Nothing. No No – no green and red, anything. Just all that's done. So we just go through December. I guess if you're Jewish, you do some Hanukkah stuff. If you're somebody that celebrates Kwanzaa, you do that. And then the new year happens, and then you uh, St. Patrick's Day and Easter and da da da. But no Christmas. It's just it's just gone. There's so many other things that come from Christmas, though. Parties and and hanging out with people and and. I saw a guy the other day, my wife and I were about to leave to go somewhere, and I saw this guy walk across the street, and I think he had a card, and he put it in his neighbor's mailbox and knocked on the door and then left. I mean, it just, I don't know, you, you've probably heard Christmas brings out the best in people. I think I've heard that, or, or it can. The season brings out the best in people. You, you say happy holidays to people, or I'll say Merry Christmas, or you wave, and it just, it's it's a... It's a cold time of year, usually, unless you're in a really warm part of the country. But in Michigan, where I'm at right now, it's cold. It's not, it's, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say it's dangerously cold. I guess it's dangerously cold if you're wearing a swimsuit and just spending all your time outside in a corner or something. I, don't, I, mean, I guess that could be dangerous. It probably wouldn't be advisable. But there's, there's a warmth that Christmas brings in the, in the, the season that isn't something tangible it's just it's it's a cheery time and i don't know i i like it and i think to just dismiss all of the good that christmas brings and and boil it down to oh, it's just a man trying to make more money and blah it's just it's a push to make the economy and the gdp da, 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 da. that's too simple that's too simple and again if you take the extreme of completely removing it from practice you're just it's just gone poof no more christmas ever again just we just talk about it like 
this oh yeah I, I remember when we did Christmas or you talk about it like rotary phones or something you, you look at it it's just oh I, I remember phones yeah that, that's something that grandma used to do they they would gather around and they'd talk about Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and they'd sing songs about Frosty the Snowman Frosty oh he was the well I don't even remember anymore it's just kind of this weird thing that people did and but what do we do now oh nothing we just no, just go about regular things and you just go to work like we normally do and regular I, I, don't, I don't know I, I like it I, I like I like Christmas even if I don't have a tree up and even if I am not buying everyone I know gifts I, I don't think that's that's necessary all right with all that said my advice to you is <laughs> it's 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 all I've ever tried to do with this podcast is get you to think think about it don't just do things because somebody somewhere said a thing just and you might say, well, you're telling me to do a thing, so now I'm, I have to do what you say? No, you don't even have to do what I say. Even think about what I'm saying. If you want to just dismiss everything I said, then fine, go ahead and do that. I, that's absolutely your prerogative. You can absolutely do that, and I, I, I would say that's, that's a great and fine thing to do, assuming you've actually thought about what I've said. Don't do anything just because. Just give it a moment of thought. Be, be here now. That's all you have. I guess I'll, I'll summarize what I've just said with something that really changed my point of view. This is something else that I wrote. It just changed instantaneously how I see time. And it was very interesting. But what I wrote was that people are commonly telling parents to pay attention to their children. They grow up so fast you know, really pay attention to them watch them you know all you've got is right now before you know it they're older but no one that I know of ever tells children that about their parents but it's happening at the same time when you're a kid you kind of think at least I did I don't know what you think but I did just not even consciously it was just sort of I thought that I was growing up to catch up with my parents that's not the case because they're growing up at the same rate that you're growing up it's all happening at exactly the same time there's no difference in that at all so yeah think about that all right that sums this chat up uh think about the things that you do don't do them mindlessly don't do them without asking yourself why you're doing them or why you're not doing them yeah. I don't know who it is that came up with the saying, be here now, but I believe that I first heard it from, I don't know, I'm not sure. Anyways, I love you. Have a great day. Bye. Merry Christmas.